Ladies and gentlemen, Real Paranormal Activity is proud to present Terry's Mysterious Moments. Good evening, and welcome to Terry's Mysterious Moments. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the program. Now, on with tonight's show. Good evening, everyone. This is Terry from Texas with another episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. Tonight, I want to go across the big water to England, to the Isle of Man, and go back almost a hundred years and talk about a little fella named Geff, G-E-F, Geff. He was also referred to as the Talking Mongoose or the Dalby Spook. A family name, last name of Irving lived in a farmhouse near Cashin's Gap, near the hamlet of Dalby on the Isle of Man. And in this house, they began to experience scratchings on the wall, or what sounded like the interior of the walls, certain noises, and eventually a voice. And it was covered greatly by the tabloid press of England in the 1930s. The claims that this was a spirit being roused the interest of parapsychologists and ghost hunters such as Harry Price. I'm going to mess this name up. I know it. Heroward Carrington, that's H-E-R-E-W-A-R-D, Carrington, and a man named Nandor Fodor. There were some people that really supported this story as saying they witnessed what was going on, and others that said, no, it's just, it's just stuff and nonsense. And even the investigators were split on whether to believe or not believe. It was said that to accomplish the voice that the young girl, and again, I'm going to mess up this name, but I think it's Vary Irving, and it's spelled V-O-I-R-R-E-Y, and her last name again is Irving, said it was suggested that she was using ventriloquism and family collusion to perpetrate the hoax. Starting in 1931, September of 1931, the Irving family, consisting of James, Margaret, and a 13-year-old daughter named Voiry, claimed they heard persistent scratching, rustling, and vocal noises behind their farmhouse's wooden wall panels, and said the sounds sounded similar to a ferret, or a dog, and sometimes a baby. Eventually, a creature named Geff 
introduced itself and told them that he was a mongoose who was born in New Delhi, India in 1852. And according to the daughter of Wari, Geff was the size of a small rat with yellowish fur and a large bushy tail, saying that he was an extra, extra clever mongoose, an earthbound spirit, and a ghost in the form of a mongoose. He also once said, I am a freak. I have hands and I have feet. If you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. The Irvings made various claims about Geff, uh, said he was like a watchdog, took care of the house, told him that when, when guests were approaching the house or when an unfriendly dog came about, if someone didn't dampen the fire down at night, Geff would do it himself. If people overslept in the house, Geff would wake them up. And as far as mice in the farmhouse go, Geff took the part of the cat. And instead of killing them all, he would rather scare them away. The Irving said they fed Geff and gave him biscuits, chocolates, and bananas. And said they suspended a saucer from the ceiling and left food on it so he could take the food when he thought no one was watching. It was claimed by the Irvings that the mongoose accompanied them on trips to the market, but always stayed on the other side of the hedges. But it talked constantly. The story of Geth was so popular in the tabloid press that many journalists went to the Isle of Man to try to catch a glimpse of this creature. Several other people, both locals and visitors, claimed to have heard Geff's voice, and two claimed to have seen it. However, physical evidence was lacking. Footprints, stains on the wall, and hair samples claiming to be evidence of Geff were identified as belonging to the Irving's sheepdog, as were several photos which were claimed by the Irvings to depict Geff. Margaret and Vwari Irving left the home in 1945 after the death of James Irving. They reportedly had to sell the farm at a loss because of its reputation of being haunted. In 1946, an actor named Leslie Graham had bought the farm. <laughs> Sorry about that. The actor Leslie Graham bought the farm and claimed later in the press that he had shot and killed Geff. However, the body that was displayed by Graham was black and white and much larger than the famous mongoose, and Vwari Irving was certain that it was not Geff. Vwari Irving died in 2005, and in an interview published late in life, she maintained that Geff was not her creation. There were psychic investigations, as I said, of the incidents, July of 1935, the editor of what was called The Listener, a man named Richard S. Lambert, commonly known as Rex Lambert, and his friend, the paranormal investigator Harry Price, came to the Isle of Man to investigate the claims. And they produced a book called The Haunting of Cashin's Gap. 
They carefully avoided saying that they believed the story, but they were also very careful to report it objectively. The book says that they sent a hair off that was supposed to be from the mongoose for study and come to find out it was identified as dog hair, suspecting, Price suspecting that it was from their sheepdog, um, Mona. Harry Price asked a man named Reginald Pocock of the Natural History Museum to evaluate paw prints allegedly made by Geff in plasticine, along with an impression of his supposed tooth marks. Pocock could not match him to any known animal, although he conceded one of them might have been conceivably made by a dog. He did state that none of the markings had been made by a mongoose. The diaries of James Irving, along with reports about the case, are in Harry Price's archives in the Senate House Library, the University of London. Harry Price visited the Irvings and, while looking at the house, realized that there were double walls. There was wood paneling covering the interior rooms of the old stone farmhouse, which meant that there was a lot of airspace behind the, the the wood and in front of the 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 rock the stone and said that it made a quote makes the whole house one great speaking tube with walls like sounding boards by speaking into one of the many apertures in the panels it should be possible to convey the voice to various parts of the house unquote According to Richard Wiseman, Price and Lambert were less than enthusiastic about the case, concluding that only the most credulous of individuals would be impressed with the evidence for Geff. A man named Nandor Fodor, who was research officer for the International Institute for Psychical, excuse me, Psychical Research, stayed at the Irving's house for a week without seeing or hearing Geff. Fodor did not believe deliberate deception had occurred and molded a complex psychological theory that explained Geff as being based on a split-off part of Jim Irving's personality. There were some investigators that thought Geff was a poltergeist or a ghost, but many skeptics, including the some of the residents of the Isle of Man, believed the Ir Irving family had perpetrated a hoax that was originated by the daughter of Wari. An Isle of Man examiner reporter wrote that he, I'm sorry, wrote that when he caught the, the girl making noises, her father tried to convince him the sound came from somewhere else. According to a man named Joe Nickel, researchers have suspected that Wari used ventriloquism and other effects, I'm sorry, other tricks, the effects of which were hyped by family members and reporters in search of a story and credulous paranormalists. Modern media scholar Jeffrey Sconce writes that the most likely explanation is that this extra, extra clever mongoose was an imaginary companion created by the Irvings' extra, extra clever daughter. There have even been lawsuits about Geth 
uh, not specifically involving the creature, but um, one man sued another man for suggesting that he, the first man was unfit to be on the board of the British Film Institute because he was off his head because he had believed in the talking mongoose and the evil eye. And it came out that he was being pressured to drop the case or he would lose his job, the first man was. And when that came out, he was given 7,600 pounds in damage for slander. And apparently what won it for him was his counsel managed to introduce a BBC memo which showed Lambert's career, the, the man was named Lambert, had been threatened if he persisted with the case. And the case became known as the Mongoose case. I remember reading about the story of Geth a long time ago, but when I was still in high school, I don't remember what book I had it in. I thought I had the book, but I don't. Um, but Geff was one of those stories that just really got got next to me and made me not like living in an old wooden house. But, you know, these things are reported a lot. People report, you know, they had an animal talk to them, they had an animal give them a message, you know, things like this. Well, I'll tell you a story that happened to me just this last week. And I say that I've told this story on, on uh, the Mysterious Moments Facebook page. But I said that I was watching TV in here one night, and the TV wasn't loud, loud. I mean, it was where I could hear it comfortably. And I was scanning my tablet on a shopping site, and in the, the den, excuse me, in the den, it's from here, it's my bedroom, the kitchen, and then the den. And in the den... I heard a voice that I could not identify as male or female, but it was a voice similar in in depth, in deepness to mine. Uh, it wasn't a bass deep voice, and it wasn't a high-pitched voice. But it said either two words, or it said a word with two syllables. I didn't understand what they were, and it only happened once. And I did not get up to go check and see what it was. I figured I've got a lot of DVDs in the den. They can sit down and watch them all they want to. Have a good old time. Just leave me alone. I'm not going to go check it out. Because we have heard conversations in our den before at night. Uh, it sounds like a man and a woman having a conversation. And I heard something one time try to speak to me I was in bed and I was turned away from the door so I had my back to the door and it felt like something came up and right over my right ear I heard what sounded like a bug buzzing but it wasn't a bug because there were no bugs in the room I checked I turned the light on and looked around 
And if you know what a June bug is, you know that they can really get next to you. You can do a week week's worth of cardio if a June bug gets on you. But this wasn't a bug because nothing touched me. But it was a sound similar to this. In my ear. And that was a couple of nights from the night that I saw the figure in my bedroom that I say looked like a movie shown against smoke. It was just a just a, a second, you know, a couple of split seconds maybe, of this figure standing there. It was a woman. So maybe they're trying to talk to me. I don't know. But that's what happened to me the other night. And uh, I I have been, whenever my wife and I go to the pools here in town each each day that we go, I'll tell the pool manager about my phantom diving board story from, I think it was episode last or before last, where I said we were at the pool and I distinctly heard and saw out of the corner of my eye somebody jump off a low diving board into the deep end of the pool and i heard the sound you know diving boards make that you know whenever you bounce off of them and i'm thinking well i'm in a pool so why not you know well i keep telling people these stories that we had been in the pool for about an hour and when i got out to dry off i realized suddenly that there was no diving board on the pool and I get varied reactions. I, I told one gentleman that, and he backed away from me about six feet. And he was just incredulous. You know, you, no, he was scared. I told a guy today, and he just, his jaw dropped. He didn't know what to think. <coughs> Excuse me. But I, I'm having fun with that story because it, it happened to me, you know, and I can tell it, you know, the way it happened. And it, it's not. You know, one of those jump out of your skin kind of stories, but it's one of those that just make you wonder what's going on. But um, I haven't heard any more voices in the, the last few nights, so I'm okay with that. Uh, but anyway, that's what I have for this week. I hope you enjoyed the story of Geff the Mongoose. It was a story that stuck with me for 40 years almost. And... I liked reading it. It just kind of unnerved me living in an old house the way I did uh, and being out in the woods because who knows, I could have had a raccoon come up and speak to me. But um, that was the story and that's the story for this week. And I want to thank you for listening, taking your time to listen to my stories and thank you for listening to the show. And if you have a story for me, if you have a comment for me, if you just want to say hi, you can contact me at Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook or at Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Again, that's Terry's Mysterious Moments on Facebook and Terry's Mysterious Moments at gmail.com. Remember also on Mondays to listen to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast. Listen to Terry's Mysterious Moments on Wednesday. And enjoy your week. That's all I have for tonight. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.